1: Are you ready for the Word? Praise Him. This is Pastor Pearson from the Word of Faith Christian Center here in San Antonio, Texas. Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. you sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just to you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee you that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that I hope is being a blessing to you. That's called being imitators of Christ. God wants those of us who are born again believers to be imitators of Him. Living our lives just like Jesus did. Since that's what our Father's plan is for me and you, then being imitators of Christ is what some of us plan to do. We're going to do everything we can do to be the imitators of God that He wants us to do. Each of us are born again believers Should purpose in our hearts To be the kind of believers That the Father wants us to be That is believers who do Everything we need to do To fulfill God's plan For you and me Our goal and our plan Should be To live our lives Being imitators of God By being imitators of Christ So without further ado Let me share today's message with you It's called Being imitators of Christ But before I do I got a question to ask you Are you ready for the word Because ready or not here it he comes.
2: See, being in the image and likeness of God is the very first thing that God said about man that he desired to make. The very first thing he said about man was that right there in verse 26. He didn't even mention man up until then. And by the time he mentioned man, he said that what man was going to be about. He's going to be made in my image and after my likeness. And God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. This the first thing he ever said about man is that man going to be just like me. Now, if that's the first thing that God mentioned about man, hmm, then perhaps that's the most important thing that ought to be on our mind, too. Therefore, doing everything necessary to be or become the image and likeness of God should be the first thing that's on our mind, too. And since man was the only one who was made like God, man on earth was the only one that was made in the image and likeness of God, then man, talking about one made like God, is the only creature Capable of expressing what God is really like. Man, creating an image of likeness God is the only creature capable of expressing what God is really like. Monkey can't do it. The donkey can't do it. Does anybody hear me up in here? Porpoise can't do it. Can't no dog. Can't no dog do it. Is anybody hear me up in here? mm That's why we don't be nobody's dog. Yo, yo, there go my dog. No. Dogs can't do it. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Only man created in the image and likeness of God can be able to express who God is. Which means, come on, stay with me now. That if Satan can get man to not operate like man, then there is no expression of who God is on his planet. If man... If God, if Satan can get man to not operate like man and start acting like everybody else except for him, then there is no expression of who God is on this earth. So that if anybody want to know what God's like, nobody will know what he's like. And it opens the door for any false God, any stupid idea to be raised up as this is the way it's supposed to be. And the problem is, is because there's no man expressing who God is, not just in word, but in deed. So all Satan has to do is to be able to get the people that's supposed to be like God to stop acting like God. Get them to quit talking like God. Because if he can get that, he can shut down this whole God thing up in the middle of this world and live out what he want to live out. And be able to present himself as God. And then man won't know the difference because man don't know nothing about what God is. Can I tell you the truth right here? Y'all ready for this? We are one generation away from extinction of the knowledge of God. One generation away from the extinction of the knowledge of God in this world. One generation. Which means if you don't know God like you're supposed to. If you don't live out what you're supposed to. If you don't give it out like you're supposed to. Then the next generation will get a perverted View of who God is, or no view of who God is, and then the devil is one step away from taking over like he planned to. Wow. Only thing keeping that back from happening is the church of the living God, yes. Yes. who are living this thing out, walking this thing out like we're supposed to. That will stop darkness's progress and cause people to be able to live like they're supposed to, causing men to be men, women to be women. Come on now. And for everybody to be doing this thing the way it's supposed to be being done. We are one generation away from extinction. All Satan has to do is shut you down. And in his mind, Christianity is no longer around. That's why he tell you, don't bother to bring your kids to church. And if you do, let them go to sleep in church. How about this? You don't come. So that you never find out who you are. Uh-huh. So that your kids can walk around, your, your, your sons can walk around trying to be play or play. Uh-huh. Instead of being in knowing that they're being played. Yes. Yes. Amen. Come on up in here. Right. And instead of your, your daughters being holy, 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 they're hoish, hoish, hoish. Yeah. And the reason why is because they never learned how to be who they're supposed to be. Yeah. Y'all get mad at me. I don't care. I'm responsible for teaching this. Y'all don't want to work with me up here. <laughs> but it's true anyway. Yes, it is. That's why God is, is, is talking to his church right now. Talked to you already about I need you to make a decision. Uh-huh. Now he's telling you about what decision I want you to make. Yeah. Be like me. Yeah. Live like me. Walk like me. Talk like me. So that you can dominate this world in which you're in. So you can dominate over everything that flies on this world swims in this world, walks on this world, even the creeps of this world. Because he said that we can dominate them too. Praise God. Is anybody hearing me up in here? That's God's plan for me and you. Hallelujah! Being in the image and likeness of God is the very first thing that God ever mentioned. So that ought to be one of the first things on our mind too. Therefore if man does not live live up to what God originally intended him to live like then nobody on earth will ever be able to see or hear what God really is like. Man was the only creature on earth capable of expressing that. None of the others could because only man was made in the image and likeness of God. And so all he has to do is get a man to decide not to do what God wanted him to do, not think like God wanted him to think. And then they'll think like the world wanted him to think. Turn to Genesis chapter 5. I'll show you in another place where is God intended for you to be created in the image and likeness of God. Genesis chapter five, we'll look at verse one. Here's another witness that man was created to have the likeness of God. Verse one says, this is the book of the generations of Adam in the day that God created man. In the likeness of God made he him. Male and female created he them. And look what follows after that. And blessed them and gave them a name, gave their name Adam in the day when they were created. So when they were first created, both of them had the name Adam. Her name wasn't hyphenated. Don't get mad at me while I teach real good. And she, and she didn't have another name. She had the same name as he did. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We'll deal with that another time. Because obviously you don't want to go in there with me. Praise God. Let's just, let's just get this out of that right now. Let's just get with this part out of it right now. Which means all of us are supposed to carry the same name. Now, when they were originally made, all of them had the name Adam. But then there was a fall that occurred. Now there's been a second Adam. His name is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Yeshua Hamashiach. He is Jesus. He's the Christ. That's why we all carry the name of Christians. Because we're a little Christ. We're just like him. We're all supposed to have the same name. Watch this now. We ain't all supposed to just have the same name. We're also supposed to have the same actions. Because the problem in the body of Christ right now is you talk to this Christian, they say this is okay. You talk to this Christian, they say that's okay. You say this Christian, and they say this is okay, but live it the opposite way. You talk to this Christian over here, and there's a different one over here. Wait, what, what? What is God really about? I thought you could express to me who God was. I thought I could look at your actions, listen to your words, and I could find out who God is. But I done talked to five different Christians and got seven different ways of doing things. Praise God. And I ain't even got an answer from them by their words yet. All I did was watch their life. Watch how they treat their husbands and their wives. To be able to know how this thing is supposed to be. That ain't supposed to be. We all supposed to care the same name, same actions, same way. Because that's how we get blessed. See, God wants to bless me and you with a life that's beyond anything you could ever imagine. But the one he blesses like that is the one that live it like that. Over to Genesis chapter nine. You didn't like that one. Let's try this one. Praise God, Genesis. I got more than one now. You know, I come with a pocket full. Genesis chapter one. Genesis chapter nine. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Here's another witness. Genesis chapter nine. Of course, verse six. It says, "Whosoever sheddeth man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed." about, that's called capital punishment. Praise God. Let me leave that alone. Praise God. Cause we ain't gonna touch that one right now either. Praise God. That's too thick of, that's too thick of water. Folks don't want to go in the deep. Praise God. Listen. Hallelujah. Anyway, whosoever shed man's blood by man, shall his blood be shed. For in the image of God made he him, made he man. Notice when God made man, he made him in his image. God made, that's one of the, can I tell you the truth of the matter? Y'all don't mind if I tell you praise God. That's one of the reasons why the devil likes dog and man so much because he can't get to God, but he can use you as an effigy. He can use you as a resemblance. Like for instance, if you go into some countries, praise God, they they can't stand America. Praise God. But they can't get to America like they want to. And they sure can't get to our presidents and our officials like they want to. So what they do is they go get a dummy and then they stick a face of him on there. Like they'll get the face of our president or something like that and stick it on there. And then they beat it and, and, and burn it and and everything else, they take our flag and burn it and stuff like that. Why? Because it's an effigy of us. I can't get to you, but I can, I can tear up something that represents you. I can't get to you, but I can jack something up that means something to you. I can't get to you, but I can do that. That's what the devil do. Praise God. He said, I can't get to God, but I can get to the ones that he look like, that look like him. And when I'm jacking you, it's just like I'm jacking God. Because when they in that flag, they feel like they do doing America that way. When they're when they burning that effigy of our president or effigy of some other political affig- figure, they feel like they're doing it to that person. Praise God. And they all cheer and laugh. Some of them cheer and shout, and some of them even laugh about it. Ha, <laughs> ha, And that's what the devils do when they dogging me and you. they sit sitting back laughing because it's just like they're doing it to God because God, man, is created in in, in God's image and God's likeness. I don't know about you. I made a decision at that point. Excuse me. I forgot. I got company today. Praise God. <laughs> The devil he is not good same same a thing praise God that de- i I ain't giving him that privilege he ain't going to look at my life and bust out laughing or getting away to do things that he, he can't if he can't do it with God he ain't doing it with me if he can't run it like that with God he ain't running it like that with me is anybody hearing me up in here? He ain't going to look at my life and bust out laughing while they dog Christians got us on a poster. He done posterized us, praise God, dunking on us and jacking us, snatching our families, snatching our kids. Got us doing all kinds of stuff. We ain't, got us living all broken, and busted, and disgusted, sick, and dying real quick, looking all half crazy. Praise God, another time we go the rest of the way. Praise God. Hallelujah. I ain't going out like that. How about y'all? Praise God. Because we were created in the image and likeness of God. We represent God. Hallelujah. Let's look at another place. Y'all didn't like that one either. Praise God, but let to show you another one. Genesis chapter nine. Go to James chapter three. Pastor, you're all in the Old Testament. Well, let's go to the new. Praise God, James chapter three, even though the old is the new. Because the Old Testament is the New Testament concealed. And the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. So you didn't like when I unsealed and, and unconcealed it, I'll take it to you in the new then. Praise God. Because the Bible is consistent all the way through, we don't have two gods—one of the old and one of the new. He's the same one. God's always been merciful. God's always been gracious. God's always been kind. God's always been loving. You ready for this one? God's always been holy too, and He don't change. James chapter three. Let's look at verse nine. He's talking here about how people talk to one another, how they be cursing at one another and saying all kind of negative things about one another. He's talking to them about how they handle their mouths. Oh, by the way, James is the first pastor of the first church. Praise God, which means that the way that, 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 that James spoke to that church is the same way we're supposed to speak to our church. We're supposed to say the same thing, too. He said in verse 9, Therewith bless we God, even the Father, and therewith curse we men, which are made after the similitude of God. Isn't that deep? Which means when you're cursing out your spouse, it's just like cussing at God. Hallelujah. How about that person that's driving down the street? Praise God. Amen. They cut you off in traffic. You know, while, they, while you was riding on your road and they was riding on your road. Because, you know, it's your road. Praise God. How dare they cut in front of you on your road? Praise God. Amen. Amen. You, you know how we cussed them out and said all kinds of stuff we weren't supposed to say. Amen. Man was made in the similitude of God. That word similitude means re- resemblance. Resemblance. God always designed it that way. We was always supposed to be in the similitude of God. But remember, the original man fell. Adam, he fell. Why? Because he heard something other than what God said, operated according to something other than what God said, and because of that, he became dead. In fact, dead, dead. Because the Bible said, Genesis, he says that if you partake of the tree that's in the middle of the Garden of Egypt, you shall surely die. The literal Hebrew says, die, die. Because there's two deaths that were involved. The first one was spiritual. The moment that he did what God told him to do, he died spiritually. Come on now, he separated from God right then. That was a spiritual death. But then there's a second death that occurs, and that's called natural death. That's the one that happens to you naturally. Praise God. Hallelujah. In fact, death started manifesting. Poverty is a form of that death. Sickness is a form of that death. Being in despair, pulling out your hair, winning well where, your next blessing come in. That's all a form of that death. It started manifesting immediately after that. Because once you separate from the life source, death start. What occurs after that. So death started occurring. But there's only two to three deaths. There's actually three deaths. The third one is called spiritual death. Spiritual death is if you die nat- no, eternal death. Excuse me. The third one is called eternal death. If you die naturally, separated sp- spiritually, already spiritually dead, you will be eternally dead, which means you're dead forever. I'm glad he only told him about two because there was a, a solution that was soon to come. John chapter 3 verse 16 tells you what it is. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. The death can end and the life begin because everlasting life occurs, which means that we ain't got to die eternally. We might have died spiritually when we was born. We might have been dying uh, in the natural up until then because everybody was born into life to die. But the good part about it is that somebody came to save you and I so that that death can come to an end and life can begin. Anybody in here, life has begun, for. Praise God. But well, the life that you got is called eternal life, which means it never stops. We're going to live forever. We're going to live forever. Praise God. Hallelujah, which means we can have it blessed from now on. But that ain't what Adam did. Adam fell. And, and, and after Adam fell, from that time forward, things got worse because as time progressed, man digressed and, con- and conducted himself less and less like God. He conducted himself less and less like God, and this co- actually continued on, praise God. This continued to the point that at the end of the Old Testament, come on, Uno, by the, time, by the end of the Old Testament, even God's priests, his so-called representatives, they began to conduct themselves totally the opposite of everything that God was about and wasn't even ashamed of it or wasn't even bothered about it. They went absolutely deep in in the other direction. I'm talking about his representatives. Oh, wait a minute. Just like before Jesus came the first time, his representatives was doing the opposite of what it is that God was doing and God came and talked to his representatives before he came. It's the same way God's about to come this time and he's coming and talking to his representatives before he comes. Malachi chapter one. Hmm, Interesting pattern here. Malachi chapter 1. <laughs> I love the Lord. Amen. Malachi chapter 1. Here we get a chance to hear a prophecy where God took, spoke through Malachi. In fact, if you had one of those Bibles where the Old Testament was written in red, only verse 1 is in black. Add thing turned red from that point forward because God started talking from that point forward. Hallelujah. He said in verse 1, the burden of the word of the Lord to Israel by Malachi. I have loved you, saith the Lord. Yet ye say, wherein if thou loved us? Did you hear that? God said, I loved you. Well, wherein do you love me? They don't even know how he love them. Just like a lot of folk walking in the body of Christ. Now, don't even know God love them. They don't even know how God love them. They don't know God love them. They don't even, you know, we say God loves you. Yeah, yeah, I know. You say that, I know. You don't even know. He said, Was not Esau Jacob's brother, saith the Lord? Yet I love Jacob, and I hated Esau, and laid his mountain and his heritage waste for the dragons of the wilderness. And then he says some, some other things about it, how he, you know, he jacked it up. Verse 6 He said, A son honoreth his father, and a servant his master. If I then be a father, where is mine honor? And if I be a master, where is my fear, saith the Lord of hosts, unto you, O priest? That despise my name? And listen what they say. Wherein have we despised your name? Which means they don't even know how they despise his name. Now this is his priest, his representative. The ones that's trained to represent him. The ones that's trained to be able to know exactly what he thinks about everything and how things ought to be ordered so that God can never be pleased and he can stay connected with his people, and his people can stay connected with him. But here the priest are don't know don't know nothing. Huh? wherein have we polluted thy name? And that's what's happening in the church today and stuff like that. What, what? what I do? Everybody else doing it? What? Beyonce doing it? What? Well, oh, give me some of the other folk y'all listen to. Praise God. I'm, I'm, I'm about to end in my name right now. Praise God. They do it. They don't, they don't reality TV doing it. I'm so What? God excuse me, you my representative. You, not have, you should never have to ask me that. You're supposed to know this. But the priest had gotten so bad. Ask me how bad. Amen. They didn't know it no more. Ooh, ooh, wait a minute. Ain't that the priest of the living God nowadays in the midst of the house of God? They don't even know what God wants. They don't even know what God expects. That's why they live any old kind of life outside the parameters and don't even know it. Ooh, anyway, when <laughs> you've decided my name, verse seven says, he, you offer polluted bread upon mine altar. And you say, wherein have we polluted thee? And that you say, the table of the Lord is contemptible. I don't, ain't worth going to church. I ain't going to church. I ain't going to do all that. I don't think it take all that. In fact, I've been listening to somebody tell me I don't have to do all that. And if you offer the blind for sacrifice, is it not evil? If he offered a lame and a sick, isn't it not evil? Huh? Huh? Well, offer it now unto thy governor. Will he be pleased with thee and accept that person, saith the Lord of hosts? And now I pray you, beseech God that he may be gracious unto us, that this hath been by your means. I'm so glad I ain't in the Old Testament. <laughs> Praise God. Will he regard your person, saith the Lord of hosts? See, God, See, the representatives are no longer even represented them in actions or speech. Man, you can see all kinds of stuff that they were doing. They were divorcing folk left and right, kicking their the, the spouse that they had been with all the time to the curb and going to get them a young honey. Praise God, that was, that was outside of the church, outside of the, the body of Christ and, you know, living all kinds of ways, you know. Instead of, you know, being thankful to God and looking at God today for their spouse and say, I thank, they kick them, to the, kick them to the street and go get a skank. Praise God, and they was doing all kinds of stuff. Go to to Malachi chapter 3. Verse 6. Lord said, for I am the Lord. I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. The only reason why you ain't jacked is because I don't change. He said, even from the days of your daddies, you've gone away from my ordinances and have not kept them. Listen to this. Return unto me, and I will turn unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. But you don't know, Jesus is representing you. Don't know they don't know exactly how to return unto him. But look what they said. But ye say, wherein shall we return? <laughs> you don't even know where to return.
1: Well, that's all the that way up time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope that you're learning more about God's desire for us to be imitators of Him. I hope even more that you're seeing that this desire for us to be like God is real and should be our desire too. Be more like the God who loves and saves me and you. Now I don't know about you, but I plan to be the imitator of him that he wants all of us to be. I hope your decision is the same decision as the one made by me. If you want to hear a message in its entirety, just contact the church office at Erico 210 7859 238. That's Erico 210-7859238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christmases, 1928 Bassett Road in San Antonio, Texas. 78213. We'd be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best for you to get it live. So if you're in a visiting San Antonio or surrounding area, come on by and see us, where the Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassy Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blackwood. So this are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. We also invite all the single, unmarried saints from San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our g to be. that's our glorified to be uniquely here Singles Fellowship, this Friday evening. It's a monthly single seminar that God has brought here to San Antonio for the single saints here in San Antonio. It's a monthly single seminar that you don't have to fly away to or pay half the pay to go to. It's free and it's right here in San Antonio just for you. It's an evening out for the single saints that don't on the fourth Friday of every month. All the single unmarried saints in San Antonio and surrounding areas of all ages come together in a casual atmosphere and have food and fun and fellowship and get a powerful work from God that'll help them to live successfully in their sickness. So come on through. I guarantee that you'll be blessed when you do. There is no charge but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until May is night out. You don't need to find a babysitter because childcare is provided at no charge. The I, VIP Transportation Service is available for this too. So come on through and bring a few single saints with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. Don't forget to tune into our broadcast tomorrow all for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, Lord, we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.